Time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. Who's excited? Conference Championship Week. And we have a new show name. It is Don Finucci and Valenti. Kickoff stop. Boomer. My phone erupted all the way in Detroit. Yes. Your suit made waves. Thank you. What? Hold on. Time out. Yes. You, that is not. Wait, do you see what I'm going to be wearing okay. for the Super Bowl? That's not the boomer America knows. Yeah, I know. That's a little different. I get it. Where did that come from? So I have a guy who supplies me with all my clothes. Victor Talbot's out here on Long Island. And he always likes to do a little something, a little funky during the end of the year, during the playoffs. And uh, he came up with this wide stripe, gray uh-huh. pinstripe, and uh, I actually loved it. In 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 person, it's it's awesome. It actually is uh, on fire on TV. I can understand it was why people would jarring. Yes, it exactly. Was. <laughs> you look like you should have been fiddling with a light bulb during the Festa San Gennaro. Here. I mean, it was something. Now, and the one thing I will tell you, Mike, I'm not going to please everybody, but I did please a lot of people. What so the hell you got for the Super Bowl? Uh, I have another pinstripe coming. Oh, dear God. Double-breasted? Of course. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, it's Vegas. Okay, then. It is all Vegas right. after all. And you being the person you are, I think you would understand that. Yeah, if, if we were at Saratoga together, I would have been like, hell yeah, let's okay. do it. But, I mean, that was <laughs> jarring. All right. You've been so, sitting on that for the whole week? Uh, what was I going to do, text you? I said it to one of my buddies who texted me. I'm I go, what do you want me to do, tell the guy now? Uh, usually you do text me during the show, so I don't know why you do I didn't. text football-related matters. I don't bust your balls about a suit. That is that is a football-related matter. I'm on TV talking about um, football. America cared. So okay. let's do this. We're just going to get through. I want to talk about the four games last week with a more primary focus on the teams whose season ended. Okay. Full preview of both title games in segment two. Then we go news and notes and final word, special edition of that. So let's start out Niners Packers. I think it was the game that surprised all of us. The rain, Debo getting hurt nine plays in. Let's talk Packers for a minute. They played really, really well. The comment this week is now they're prepared to make Jordan Love one of the highest-paid QBs in the league. You on board? Yeah, they're going to have to. They have no choice. And, you know, he's been sitting there for three years. And, you know, with 10 weeks to go in the season, Brian Gutenkust was asked, do you have your quarterback of the future? And he answered by saying these next 10 weeks are going to tell us a lot. And those 10 weeks told them a lot, told them that Jordan Love was good enough to take a (laughs) – I guess you would say an understudy of wide receivers that you've never heard of right. and take them all the way to uh, to where they went to in the divisional round. I do think that they will have to pay him. They have no choice but to pay him. He is their future, and he, and I think he proved enough in the playoffs that he can be a significant player moving forward. The problem with him in this particular game is that he did kind of lose it in the second half, and that was the Jordan Love that we saw yeah. Prior to that 10-week, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season where he was taking chances and doing a lot of stupid things. But I thought the first half he was pretty solid. He was. I, look, here's the thing. I don't want to get crushed for saying it. You can see some elements. He reminds you of young Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Now, I have no. I am not going to sit here and tell you he's going to go on and have that career. My point is the arm talent, the off-platform throws, and he's making receivers better. We always complained, well, they don't use first-round picks on talent. Well, he turned whoever this Melton character is, <laughs> yes. Wicks, Jaden Reed, 
you know, hey, Musgrove's hurt. We're going to use Tyler Croft. He really made people better. He did. And plus, you know, take a look at Matt LaFleur's system now. Yeah. Uh, it was great. They ran the ball exceptionally well with Aaron Jones when he was healthy. Uh, there was a lot of play action passing. So this is the same thing that they're doing in San Francisco, the same thing they're doing in Houston, down in Miami. This is that whole Shanahan system. It's now. copycat league. Right. But it all emanates from Mike Shanahan back in the days yeah. in Denver. So I would just tell you this, that that NFC North. You're going to be the best given, division in football next right, year. Right. Given what the Detroit Lions have in terms of young players, given what the Green Bay Packers have in terms of young players, and what Ryan Poles is in the middle of building right is. now for the Bears and drafting Caleb Williams, this is going to be one hell of a division moving forward. Quick note, I'm thrilled. Farewell, Joe Barry. Long overdue. I think they will be better for it. It's addition by subtraction. Because here's the story of Joe Barry. It'll be on his gravestone. Just couldn't come up with a big stop. Ever. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Darnell Savage gets hit in the chest with the ball. And like he did in, you know, unlike what he did in uh, Dallas where he ended up returning for a touchdown, he drops a would-be interception against Brock Purdy. I mean, that changes the whole game right there. uh, it, It does. I'm making a point that week in, week out. Joe Barry defenses don't get the stuff. You got to play I, through I, I stuff actually, like that. I actually that. thought their defense got better as the year went on. And I understand there was a lot of pressure up in Green Bay. And sometimes we don't know what goes on with these buildings or within these buildings. And you never know how the head coach perceives his coordinators. So I think Matt LaFleur was probably told, look, we got to move on here. There's too much pressure, outside noise around the defensive coordinator. Let's change that up because we feel like we got a really good team coming back next yeah, year. You're starting a Super Bowl window. It's time, to, it's time to upgrade at D.C. Now, let's go to Bucks lines First question, um, was Todd Bowles aware a football game started? I have to start with the timeout mystery because you know my deal. I don't do malpractice. Everyone knows by now Todd Bowles elected not to use a timeout. Now, yeah. oh, well, what if the Lions made – guys, you don't play the game on assumption that the opponent's just going to end the game. You play the game, and you use your timeouts, and I don't care if it was getting the ball with six seconds to go. you got to try. Lions don't even like their kicker. Mm. You explain Todd Bowles to me, please. Well, first of all, explain Dan Campbell to me because they didn't Snapping run the, the ball out. early. That's right. exactly right. But that's also Jared Goff. I mean, how do you guys not know what's going on? It Was stunning. Was there like a, like a wave, a nod, a wink, and a wave to the other sideline saying, hey, this is the way it's going to go? I don't think that was the case, but – both coaches uh, screwed this up, if you ask me. Okay. And, and the problem is, is that Todd Bowles is too honest. He said, hey, by that time the game was over. You know, the game's can't never say over. That. You can't say that. But he's honest, and that's the way he was here when he was the Jet coach. And it drove me crazy a little bit. But Dan Campbell, you know, to his credit, he was honest also. He said, we screwed up our side of the ball and our side of the clock management. So I do appreciate the honesty from both of these guys. But I'm telling you. They, so Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. John Harbaugh is a great coach. Andy Reid is a great coach. You know, if you're Dan Campbell, you can't make decisions like this at the end of these games and expect to win these games. So that was a, that had to be a huge learning experience for him and the Lions. What did you make of the game plan, though? I was really puzzled. Now, the first matchup, they have Levante David. Levante David's a fabulous cover linebacker. They took Sam Laporte out of the game. This game, they were running a ton of zones. And a ton of the bailout stuff where the linebackers are wee, just 15 yards down the field. Lions go, great, we'll take eight yards over the middle. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because, I didn't get it. And I'll tell you why you don't get it. Because you know the Lions probably better than anybody I know. 
And the one thing you always talk about with Jared Goff is pressure versus not pressure. Right. And if you're if you're trying to win the game, you got to deliver as much pressure as you can. And the one thing that the Lions have is they have one of the best pass blocking offensive lines if you're just rushing four. You you got to bring extra pressure and I was surprised that Tampa Bay didn't do more of that and try to make Jared Goff more uncomfortable. You had to vary it and mix it up. It was, and here's the other thing. Make Jared Goff, and I know as a former QB, you will appreciate this, make him throw to the numbers. He does not have this cannon. of He doesn't have a Jordan Love arm. Don't let him throw between the hashes. You want him making the difficult, deep, sideline throws that he doesn't necessarily have the equipment to do. And they're just, I, I just didn't understand your seasons on the line. And then offensively, and I know Dave Canales just got a head coaching job, and we'll get to it. Guys, throw the football down the field. Mm. I, I didn't understand. Tampa had a real shot in that game, and I think they actually helped the Lions on both sides of the football. Uh, well, it's just, it's, uh, you know, as the game unfolds, you never know what, when you throw interceptions, first and foremost. That's going to kill you. And uh, Jared Goff in these last few games hasn't thrown any interceptions. Very clean. The last two road games of the regular season, he threw two interceptions in each of those games, one at Chicago, one at Dallas. They ended up losing both of those games. So that's the key part for the Lions and their offense, and they are about as balanced as anybody left in the NFL. They can run it. They can throw it. You just got to make sure that this quarterback doesn't throw interceptions against the San Francisco defense. And that's uh, a discussion on the other side of the break. We'll get to it. What do you yes. think, Baker? Three at one twenty? Uh, I think somewhere around there. I don't know about forty million a year. I was just using Daniel Jones as the example. I know that. I know, but I, I think we were talking about this on the NFL today. We all love Baker. We thought we thought it was one of the best stories this year. Uh, we want him to stay there. I want him to stay there. I think Todd Bowles likes coaching him. This team is going to go through a transition. By the way. It's not going to be the same team no. that they were this year. So they're going to take a step back, I think. Devin White's auditor. Right. He's going to want guaranteed money. they got to figure out if they can find, sign Mike Evans to a shorter deal because he's 31 years old. I, I 3 one yes, and let's say $65 million guaranteed. Yeah. Let's go Texans-Ravens, and this will be quicker because I think these are all just established easy things. A, the Ravens are, to me, the best team in football. If not, they're 1A with the Niners. Stroud has totally changed the trajectory of the franchise. So let me just ask a simple question. After this game, after this season, it's the Texans, not the Jags, that have the brightest future in the AFC South. Yeah, assuming how Anthony Richardson comes back in Indianapolis. I want to see him play. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, yeah, C.J. Stroud will be the offensive rookie of the year, no question. You know what? You But a young team on the road in Baltimore against a chaotic defense Mike McDonald runs a chaotic defense, blitzes all over the place. Kyle Ham Hamilton's one of the best safeties in the league. And I would just say that all the pre-snap penalties killed them. Killed them. And that's what you did not see from the Chiefs at the Bills. There were no pre-snap no. penalties, nobody jumping offside. Uh, they all handled it because the quarterback handled it. I actually thought C.J. Stroud played reasonably well. I thought he was fine. And he didn't turn the ball over. No, he was, was fine. Nice. That's yeah. an impossible spot. So what's the one move they got to make? Yeah, If you have a shopping list, you're running the Texans. Defense. I'm thinking defense for them. I, another edge rusher uh, to go along with Will Anderson. Look, they hit the mother load last year in the draft. Yeah, They got their starting quarterback for the next 15 years, and they got an edge rusher that if you add another edge rusher there, maybe, a, maybe another corner to go along with uh, their other young Stingley. corners, Stingley. I, I think that you now have a team that's going to be legitimate next year. And by the way, the experience, you can under you cannot underrate what they just went through this no. year and how they got into the playoffs. 
But, uh, yeah, I think a very, very bright future for Houston. All right, Chiefs-Bills, part of this is spite for me because I get so tired of the Josh Allen stuff. But, like, I mean, at what point? Like, Josh, case in point, if we frame my issue with Josh Allen late in the game, wee-hee, I'm a cowboy, I'm throwing 40 yards down the field. Josh, there's a check down, seven yards, digs wide open, first down, keep drive going. You do know that that was the play that they had gave Davis on in the last time they played the – the Chiefs in a in the playoffs, big game, Gabe. And, yeah, and you know it was the one play that actually uh, where he was influenced with a pass rush uh, that unfortunately didn't allow him to follow through, and the ball came up short. That would have been a touchdown. Hey, listen, the Chiefs offensively, he's upset. Had, he's taking his glasses off. The, the, guns. The, the he's Chiefs, upset. The Chiefs offensively had the ball for twenty three minutes. They scored 27 points. They should have had 34 points yes. if McCall Hardman doesn't fumble it out of the end zone. Think about that efficiency. Do you know how many times Patrick Mahomes was hit in last week's game? Scones, do you know? I do not. <laughs> I didn't think you did. I Eddie, do not. Eddie, do you know? I was here, so yes, I know. You know because you heard me say it. Yes. He got hit once. Yeah. it's. He got hit once. That offensive line was impenetrable. In this game, and they play great. Now they lose Joe Tooney going forward to the uh, to the Ravens, which is going to be a problem. But that offensive line was—it's not this, Josh Allen. It's the defense. Their defense couldn't stop, couldn't get him off the field. First of all, Steph Diggs has to go. Has to go. Half the targets of Shakur in the last half of the season, and Shakur has equal production. 80 targets to 40, and you got a nobody rookie outperforming you. I don't know what's going on there. He's got to go. Yeah, they'll either draft one in the first round or the second round. There's plenty of wide receivers. And I'll in this say draft. this to you again the, the Chiefs have broken the Bills as a franchise. I believe that. You might think that's fan speak. Boomer, 3 0 in the regular season, 0 3 when the chips are down. They can't beat them. And McDermott, for a defensive coach, what did you just say? They couldn't get a field. They had so many injuries. Uh, Boomer, they have so many injuries. You I'm can't just have you. 23 minutes of possession, and you're uh, right. I, they gave up 35 points. Hey, listen, Josh Allen ran the ball 12 times for 72 yards and two touchdowns. And when he was running the ball, he's lowering his shoulder trying to lead his team to victory. And if they were playing this week against Baltimore, I would say Baltimore would blow them out because of their defensive shortcomings because of all their injuries. Josh Allen is a stud of a football player. And the other thing, too, forget Joe Burrow's hurt, so the Bengals aren't even in this mix right now as we're talking. The Bills can't beat the Bengals either. Which is why I continue to come back to Josh Allen. At a certain point, you can't just be a pinata to your contemporaries. But they need their defense. They need their defense to get healthy, get better, and that's where they, they need a wide receiver and they need a defense. They need defensive support. They need defensive – they need linebackers. Milano's got to come back healthy. they got to get their safeties healthy. And, you know, they'll be right back in the mix next year because he's so good. It's emotional. <clears throat> we covered a lot of football there in the first I segment. I can tell. I can tell that you're very emotional. I love this. it. I love this time of year. And listen, I'm a bitter Giants fan. I have nothing, all right? I just enjoy other people's failures. Right, let me ask you this question, you Giants fan, what real quick need? before we go to break. Go ahead. Belichick doesn't get a job. He sits out. Yeah. Your Giants fail next year. Do you want Belichick as your head coach? Nah, he's 100 years old. I can't okay. do it. All right. I, I think Belichick's got to go somewhere more ready-made. All right, that's. I mean, I love Bill, but I mean, he's he's going to be seventy three next year. What do you want me to do? You know, it's kind of interesting that Coach Cower said that you know Bill Belichick's looking for that winning record, and I get that. 
As a Falcon coach, I no. don't know. As no. a Giant coach, I could see it. Let me tell you about Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequilas, the Reposado, Anejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Casamigos tequila reminds you, as always, to please celebrate responsibly.